Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, welcome back. Hey, everybody. How is your day going? I'm super excited to have my friend Alicia on here with me today. Say hello, Alicia. Hi, everyone. <laughs> thank you and me. thank you for being here. You're such a good sport being my first guest, other than my husband, who has to go along with my crazy ideas. <laughs> so um, Alicia is like a local friend of mine who I adore. And we became buddies through a Bible study. We immediately liked each other because she's always super well-dressed and cute. <laughs> oh no! And she'll always say she isn't, but she is. And, um, and she's just uh, super classy and lovely. And then as we got going, um, I found, she found out that I run an Etsy shop and she wanted to learn a little more about that. She's like, Oh, I was thinking about that, which we'll have her share her story soon. Um, but then when I was getting ready to launch this a consulting company, I sort of was like, Hey, you want to be my guinea pig? <laughs> so she was my first person that I, um, that I actually kind of consulted with and got, you know, for Etsy, I've consulted with other things, but for Etsy, and it was super fun and interesting. And I learned a lot from chatting with her that I could share with y'all. And so I thought, who is the perfect first guest to come on is absolutely Alicia. So beautiful friend, tell our listeners who you are, what you do and how you decided to start an Etsy shop. Well, uh, well, first I'll start with the first, my name is Alicia Donay. I am from Mississippi originally, um, but I moved to Texas for a job and for extra training and ended up staying didn't think I would, but then I fell in love with Texas. So here I am. I'm glad I stayed. And then um, I'm actually work as a clinical pharmacist um, at a hospital. So, and then I decided to start an Etsy shop um, because, well, I guess we were in the middle of a pandemic and I was like, okay, what hobbies can I rejoin or re you know, revisit during this pandemic. And then, you know, one day you and I were talking and you said, well, I have an Etsy shop. I was, like, well, I was thinking about having an Etsy shop. I don't know if I can really do it. And you're like, oh, totally. You'll be fine as you always do. And um, so I also have, you know, I was in pharmacy school, um, not the cheapest school to go to. <laughs> So, yeah, and so I um, just kind of wanted to throw a couple more bucks at that every month. So I thought the Etsy shop would be a good idea to have a second stream of income that I could just use to kind of help pay off student loans a little bit faster. So that's kind of how I got to wanting to start a shop. That's completely, completely awesome. So for you, you're, this will be a part-time project for you. 
yeah, this still definitely be something I do like on in the afternoons after work or on the weekends, you know, something I can just pick up for a couple hours here and there. I love that. Okay. So, um, and this is one of my favorite parts of your, um, of your Etsy related story. So share with them, um, with our audience, like what products you're going to be selling. And I think what's really exciting also is how you decided to, to pick that product line. Yeah. So when I had really nailed down that I was going to start an Etsy shop, the, well, the next step was, well, what am I going to sell? You know, and I don't consider myself to be extra creative, although I am left-handed and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> creative. Woo-hoo, me too. Like I can't paint to save my life. Like my handwriting's horrible. Like, so I can't, <laughs> so there's like, all right, I'm whittling down my options here. Um, and so I went on Pinterest kind of for some like inspiration and I saw uh, polymer clay earrings and it got me thinking, you know, when, so when I was in high school, my very first job was working at this super cute boutique in downtown Vicksburg, Mississippi. And, um, she sold jewelry, like homemade, you know, not homemade, but you know, jewelry that she made in the shop. And being as young as I was, she kind of took me under her wing and like would show me how to make earrings and necklaces and bracelets. And I kind of did that until I graduated high school. And then I never really picked it up after that. <laughs> so um, crazy. You were a professional jewelry maker. I mean, you know, you things when you look back, man, I guess I, that was really cool. In the moment, you know, you just think, okay, this is my job. You know, I'm 15, 16 years old. All right. I'm, you know, um, so anyway, so I tied back that memory to how I used to make jewelry. And I said, well, I need an updated version of this and polymer clay jewelry fit that. Um, and so that's kind of what I plan on selling is polymer clay jewelry. I'm wearing some right now. Oh, I love it. They're so cute. It was so fun watching you, um, make, you know, make them in your kitchen and like mm-hmm. you, you know, using your oven and shopping for potential kilns and all of that. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, I think, I think what you've said here, Alicia is so valuable for some of our listeners who are, they, the people who are in the really early phases like you, um, haven't launched yet thinking about launching and, you know, or they have a shop and it's not necessarily going the way they want. And they're thinking to themselves, how do I pick what to do? And, and what I want to highlight about what you said, I thought there were two really important things that you said. The first one is you thought back to what do I, what skills do I already have? What do I already know how to do? What have I enjoyed in the past? What's going to, what's going to bring me joy now to make, um, you were drawing on some experience you already had. And in your case, it was professional. So, you know, you're at a bit of an advantage, but like, I I sure wasn't a professional sign maker before I started my shop. You know, I, I could uh, sell knitted items. I'm a pretty good knitter now, but I'm not professional. You, you, so you had a bit of an advantage, but it was just simply something that you had mastered before. And I think that would be enough for a new shop owner. Um, and so, and then I think the second thing you said that is so helpful is that you went and looked on Pinterest and you looked on Etsy and you saw you were looking for things that are trending. And I think sometimes for people who are trying to consider what to sell or they're having a shop that's not taking off, sometimes one of the biggest issues is they just have picked a product that people aren't shopping for right now. Polymer, is that the right word? Polymer, right? Um, Clay earrings are massively trending. Like people are loving to buy them. And I think we are on an earlier edge of that trend. It's not even like, you know, a lot of farmhouse style signs are sort of on the way out. And I'm looking at ways of pivoting. You're at the beginning. So I think you've done a great job. And I think that that's super insightful. This podcast is brought to you by my very own website. 
howtosellyourstuff.com, where I have created lots of free and paid tools to help you be successful with your new Etsy shop. As I've developed this business, I've really focused on thinking back to my early days of trying to figure Etsy out, and I brainstormed a list of the things that would have helped me make more sales earlier. And everything I'm creating over there is expressly to make sure that you can get there faster than I did. Two of my courses, Listings That Sell and Customer Service Templates, are perfect resources for that fledgling Etsy seller. Listings That Sell will teach you how to position your products for sales by setting up your listings with the best photos, keywords, and branding to attract your perfect customer. I'm showing you how research is your secret weapon for getting your product seen and sold, and I'm giving you my step-by-step process for how I personally research as a strategy in my own shop. Customer service is way more critical to sales than most shop owners realize. So in my mini e-course, Customer Service Templates, I'm teaching you my exact customer service strategy and providing you with templates of my specific wording for over 20 different customer service scenarios, including some of the hardest ones. You don't have to go figure out what to say and how to say it. I've already done that for you. One of the main keys to being a successful business owner is working harder on yourself than anything else. So go grab these courses and get yourself on the fast track to your Etsy shop goals. I can't wait to watch you do it. Um, So we talked a little bit already about what your goals are part-time. But so for that being said, what, what will success look like for you? Like, what do you want your shop to achieve um, that will, you'll, you'll look, look at it and be like, okay, this is what I wanted it to be. Yeah. You know, if I'm looking at in terms of like customer experience or what the customer wants, obviously I want a shop that will provide, um, a need that they're looking for. And they will ha- be of high quality that will be affordable, that people can easily buy, give gifts. Um, the whole yes. process, yeah, the whole process from looking at it online to getting it in their home will be easy and seamless, and some a shop that they can depend on to get things done right. That's my biggest goal. Um, obviously, I want to have fun with it. You know, that would just I have to watch it and try not to be too rigid because that's part of my personality. <laughs> you know, like. I'm a perfectionist, right? So that is um, something that I have to kind of rein in sometimes um, on this. And I have to remind myself, okay, are you having fun? Are you enjoying what you're doing? And that's part of what success looks like for me too, right? Because this is a hobby. This is not my full-time job. Um, It's something I do on the weekends or after work. And so those are the two main things is that people actually- In addition to a super stressful job, like you actually have a super high stress, intense job. So it needs to be fun. Right. And I, I would think make enough money to be able to throw some at the student debt. Yeah. Student loan debt, you know. Right. Yeah. That would definitely be, you know, a secondary goal, obviously, is to make sure that I have enough money to, you know, throw at the student loan debt that would make a difference, obviously. But um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so do you, do you um, have any, like any, are you, is there anything you're, okay, so I should back up and tell, and tell the listeners well, I guess I would invite you to tell them, do you want to say where you're at, like in the process? Because we've been meeting for a few months now. We've talked through a lot of different ideas yeah. and I want to go into some of that mindset stuff here in a minute. Cause it's the way that you phrase it is so valuable, but let's talk about where your shop is at right now. I would say my shop is probably at a very early stage. I'm not 
at all like an expert at Etsy, you know? Um, like, like you haven't launched yet. You're like, I haven't even launched yet. No, it's not on Etsy yet. I'm really, I have gotten to the point where I've worked out what I want. I know what designs I want. I know what color scheme I want. And cool. I've made some prototypes, you know, I would say about a dozen prototypes. Um, and have I made any final, final ones? That's where I'm headed next. And once I make the final earrings and photograph them, then I'll obviously upload and launch the shop. But I'm like in the, I'd say in the middle. Yeah. Um, well, you've, you've been really in, in, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intentional about thinking through your brand. Um, because you're coming from this perspective of customer experience, like for you, that is a priority. So yeah. you've just done a really good job of thinking about what brand, what is the brand I want to present? You already decided on the colors ahead of time. You're, you're already, you've already made prototypes and you're not going to sell them. What's been so amazing about you. And this is perfectionist too. So <laughs> I personally think you're the ones you think you need to throw away could be sold. They're beautiful, <laughs> but you're trying to perfect your technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's really important to me that the clay is done right, that there are like, well, this might be impossible, that there are no imperfections. You know, I want to make sure that it's presented in a way where someone can look at it and say, wow, this person knew what they were doing. You know, I don't want to just be thrown together because I want to open an Etsy shop. Um, so that's my perspective on it. It's been really cool watching you perfect that. So, so coming up through this, have there been any, um, had uh like fears or concerns that you've had about your business you know is anything uh kind of kind of coming at you from that mentality perspective yes you know (laughs) (laughs) again it goes back to my personality and everyone's not like me I understand that there are way more people who are more relaxed than I am um but part for me I've struggled the most with um like presentation you know um, how it's going to be presented when, or how it's going to be packaged, you know, is the, is the logo going to be right? Is the packaging going to be right? Is it going to look good and make the customer feel good when they open this box? You know, I don't want the box or the product to be misjumbled and like broken or, you know, um, so that's kind of where I, what I've stumbled over a little bit is to making sure like, is this going to look professional or not? And, you know, I would stress to people that are maybe like me is that it's okay. You know, if it's not, if the first box you ship out is not perfect, it's going to be okay. But yes, obviously agreed. I'm still getting there myself, you know? Well, you've had plenty of life happening the last couple months anyway, to slow yeah. it down. But, um, <laughs> but, um, so how do you, how do you recommend if someone struggles with perfectionism, so I, I can kind of struggle with perfectionism, but I also have this like go-getter side for me that I think um, pushes me through it. And I tend to just like throw the paint on the wall. And um, my way of overcoming it was I, I started by pricing my stuff a little lower than the competition so that people, well, A, so I could get into the algorithm and kind of have that edge for people who are filtering for what is the cheapest version of it. And then also so I could work with the customer and be like, hey, I'm a new shop. Like, please give me any feedback. Like, let me know. Um, But I realized that there are some, you know, you are, you are meticulous. Um, And I I will say, Alicia, well, I, I give you a bit of a hard time about your perfectionism. Your attitude makes you like the ideal Etsy seller in the sense of the whole platform started by people who were just 
passionate about excellence and wanting to take care, like literally dazzle, use their artistic skills, the things that they love to do, the creative side of them to dazzle customers, to share it with the world. And your attitude is like so perfect and so beautiful. I mean, I still, I'm just still like, it's good. It's, it's more than good enough. Let's go. But <laughs> because I give you a hard time, but truly like your attitude is amazing about it. So I wanted to give you that kudos, but how, for someone who is super, super perfectionist, how are you going to sort of overcome that? Is it, you're like, are you sort of holding yourself to, I'll let you ask this, but are you holding yourself to, okay, I'm going to do this next batch. It's going to be a better than the last one. And I'm going to go and then, or what are you thinking? Oh, totally. Yeah. So for me, um, even if I see like a little something like a piece of fuzz in it, like I want to throw it away. But you know, what I've learned is that not everyone sees what I see. Someone's going to see it and really like it for it's in, in, in its entirety, you know, not the tiny little imperfections. So I really have to walk myself through in looking at the whole picture instead of trying to nitpick little things all the time. That's something that I have definitely learned about myself through this process um, is I've learned a lot about me personally. And that's one wow. thing. That, yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing that I've I had to step, take a step back and say, okay, like this isn't always right to like look at the small picture and nitpick what's wrong with that. You have to look at the big picture, right? And then, um, so yeah, I plan on like the, what I'm going to tell myself is set a firm boundary. Like I, the next batch that I make or the next round of earrings that I make are going to have to be the final. Like okay. no matter what, you're going to, you're going to make the components and you're going to put them together and you're going to take pictures and this is what, how it's going to have to be. And if it's not perfect, well, then it's not perfect. You know, no one's really probably going to notice except for me. And that is like the mental block that I had to overcome. Um, and will eventually overcome when, you know, when this plays out, but, um, it's just been a really cool experience learning about yourself and learning, you know, that's kind of what adulthood is about, right? Learning what things you can tweak and make better, you know, and I've really learned that doing this, opening this shop. That's so interesting that it's affected uh, sort of your internal processing too, and how you're, how you're, that you're learning about yourself. I think that's a part of running a business that people, you know, who are maybe new to it don't appreciate. Um. What do you think about mental roadblocks in all of that? Do you think that, is that really just piggybacking the same subject or do you think you've had, have you had any mental roadblocks? Like, do you ever struggle with, um, I have a lot of clients who will talk about kind of being fear of being, you know, maybe judged by other people or criticized. And I'll just start that off with like a little story. So for me, uh, I had major imposter syndrome in the beginning with my signs. It was literally, it was a customer who raved to me about how gorgeous my sign was that made me go, oh, and it was actually, it, it, and it wasn't, I wasn't even on Etsy yet. I had my own website. It was someone here local in town. It was a friend of a friend. So I didn't know this person personally, but they were the one, they saw a piece I made. They commissioned another one from me just because of this other friendship. And she said, first of all, the, she did two things. She raved about, how gorgeous the sign was. And she was like, you really, you really onto something here. And the second thing she did was she photographed it in a way I never would have imagined. Like I didn't have the skill at that point to photograph at that point. It was a Christmas sign and she put it on her mantle with a bunch of gorgeous high-end decorations. And she sent me a picture. She just wanted something rustic farmhousey. So she sent me this picture and it's, it totally reframed the whole thing for me um, and gave me the courage to go to like, go for it. 
but now as I go, you know, sometimes we'll get a weird batch of wood or sometimes I'll make a mistake with a paintbrush and I'll look at my, my processes. Hopefully this is helping someone out there listening. My process is I look at the sign when it's done and I say like, would I give this to someone I really respect? Would I give this to a boss? You know, my husband's boss. Would I give this to our Bible study leader? You know, would I give this to, um, you know, my, my daughter's teacher or someone that I just have a lot of esteem for, is it good enough for that? And if it is, then I'm like, okay, (laughs) we're good. And that's kind of the litmus test. I don't, and I don't know, maybe with your level of perfectionism, that would be a negative thing to do. So you'll have to tell me about that. But I would, yeah, I would love to know um, anything, anything more around like mindset or the, or the fear of people, you know, criticizing any of that, that you've, you've dealt with. And yeah. 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 For me, you know, I I always grew up as a, grew up, as a person who anything below perfect wasn't, wasn't good enough. But what I actually have learned through this, um, you know, when I made a bunch of samples one time and they weren't for the purpose of selling, it was just to practice the technique. Right. Okay. Um, and I gave them away to some friends, you know, just like, Hey, oh, I didn't know, know that. Wear them, you know, enjoy them. They're not gr- perfect and are great in my eyes, but like they'll do, you know, like, I love you guys. Here's something for free that I made. (laughs) So what happened was one of the girls was actually in college and she went back to college and she wore the earrings out to a coffee shop. And she texted me one day and she's like, Alicia, are you still launching your shop? Because I went to this coffee shop and there were like two or three people that wanted me to tell them who made these and they wanted to buy them. And I was like, what? earrings that she made oh my gosh Lizzie like it was the top and bottom weren't even like perfectly aligned they were like skewed to one side because I had drilled the hole wrong or something and I wasn't gonna throw them away but she said no I want to wear them and so she wore them and someone wanted to buy them off her and I was like what wow yeah and so that gave me some confidence in like okay like maybe I can sell these you know at first I was thinking ah you know I don't know like I still want to like go move forward with this launch. But then that compliment from a friend came at the perfect time and allowed me to continue, you know? Um, So that's kind of how I've come over mental blocks of like it not being perfect in my eyes. But when someone else sees it and they don't really know any different, they actually end up loving it. And so, yeah, that was just one way, one example that's uh, occurred. No, I love that. And it's just, it's so interesting that you had a similar experience to me. But what I learned too was what wasn't great in my eyes was great in someone else. And the only reason I would have learned that is if I would have tested, um, made samples and gave them away and tested like what other people thought. Um, totally. And it's not that expensive. Like polymer clay is like a couple of bucks for a couple of ounces or whatever, or maybe more than that. But it's not, it's not expensive. And so for me to make samples and give them out was totally worth it because the feedback that I got kept me going and gave me that confidence that I didn't have before to continue. And that is really worth a couple dollars that I, that I dished out to make those earrings, you know? Absolutely. I love that you did that. I love that you got the feedback. I love that it fueled you. We have to do that for ourselves. We have to, uh, we have to fuel ourselves to keep going with our goals, with feedback and all of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So one more, I, I guess I would love to know, because for me, I launched back in 2015. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute and I can remember some of it very well and other parts I really can't. So I would love to know from you um, what advice you would give someone who's 
you know, in the really early stages like you are, you know, not everyone has gotten to to work with someone who's, you know, a full-time seller and had the kind of help. So what would you tell them to get them going? Like, what would you suggest? The advice that I would give them is to, number one, make sure that you're actually enjoying what you're doing. If you don't like what you're doing and you're doing it purely to make a, just to like turn a dollar, then it's, it's not going to be sustainable. And you have to really enjoy the product that you're producing too. You know, like I really enjoy big, chunky earrings that are lightweight. See, that's the, that's what I love. Yes. Um, and so you have to have passion about the product that you're producing and you have to actually enjoy producing that product. Another thing that I had to do as well is that I initially poured so much time, like every waking minute into this, perfecting this product, right? That I eventually got burned out after a month of constant. I didn't know that. Yes. And so like, there was a time at the end of July, I was about to like go on vacation or something. I couldn't wait to go on vacation to get away from my like creative space. And that's, (laughs) yeah. And that's when I had to stop and say, okay, something's wrong here. You know, I shouldn't be doing this. And so I just, I started setting a limit on how much I would be at that creative space, like maybe two hours at a time, then get up and do something else with my mind, you know, not just pour six hours and stay up until midnight. Cause I was doing that. Um, so setting limits and boundaries on how much time you're giving to that creative, um, business that you're trying to make is, I think is important too, because you, you can, you can have passion about what you're doing. You can enjoy the product that you're making, but if you spend every waking minute and you're not, and you're sacrificing time with your friends or family for this hobby, then you're going to end up resenting the hobby, you know? So it's important to put boundaries on that as well. And that's what I've learned too, taking a step back. I think that is so great. And it wouldn't even, it wouldn't be something that I would necessarily off the cuff thing to say because at where I'm at you know there's plenty of days I don't like painting signs like it's a different it's a different animal now it's a full-time thing you know and I'm looking at it from a different perspective I love what you just shared with someone who's in those early stages because yeah those first few years can be really grueling you need to make sure that you set the boundaries decide what you really want um I love I love how you have turned it into something like I feel like you've hit all of the high points. Like you've turned it into something that's fun, something that's serving a purpose, something that's serving the greater community, something that's developing you as a person. Like, I feel like you have done such a good job of that. And I really can't wait to see where it's going to go. And, and, and truly like from your first samples that you thought were terrible. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Alicia, these are insane. I, it's an amazing, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to, to share them. Yeah, I'm actually getting more excited about it lately. There was in the month of August was kind of really tough for me. I had I guess we took the whole month of August off from making the from developing the Etsy shop. So if anyone's listening and they're in the Permission. middle of like a huge pause, it's okay. Like you can get back to it. Just give yourself some grace because I really needed that month off to like reset everything. Um, you know, just had a lot going on in my, in my professional life and my personal life. And so that's okay to like step back if you need to. Don't feel like you can't. And um, now I feel like I'm coming in at a fresh perspective too. You know, I haven't been like staring at this piece of clay jewelry for three hours and wondering what other color I can make it in, you know, like. <laughs> so. 
Well, that's awesome. And I really, really appreciate you coming on to share. I'm even more, I was already appreciating it, but now I'm even more excited because I feel like what you shared wouldn't even necessarily come out of me because of where you're at Mm -hmm. in this whole mentality, but you're also so sharp, so talented, so much fun. So it's perfect. So I know that you are, um, you don't have any public social media because you're not like, you know, that's just not your vibe. But when you launch your shop, can I put it down in the show notes, like the link so that these folks can come find you? Yes, please, please. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yes. Thanks for having me. It was so much to talk with you, Lizzie. (laughs) I'm so glad you came. So I know everyone will love you and maybe we'll have to have you back once you're kind of up and going a little bit for like a round two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.